0: Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal, uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Ruthless Equity. The name, Ken Williams. We've made some breakthroughs this week in terms of PLC implementation. Each team developed smart goals in the areas of reading and math. Everyone complied though fourth grade wants more disaggregated data in order to develop a better math target. A request for more data is one that I can live with. It's a far cry from the days of stuff not getting done due to a lack of caring and commitment. The legs to the conference table that I ordered 10 months ago are finally arriving tomorrow. I'm gonna have Blue and the boys clean the room out, wax the floor in preparation for its conversion into a professional development center, the PDC. I'm excited about teachers having a space other than their classrooms to collaborate. I need to find out how to make the room wireless so we can really leverage the technology and use it to our advantage. Hey, listen, I have revamped my professional development offerings. You can find them at unfoldthesoul.com. Touch the speaking tab. I've got two new offerings. The first is the three-hour virtual PD experience with me. And then the second is the in-person PD experience. Notice I don't call these presentations or workshops because, I don't know, No, but I do know. I've gotten to a point in my career. One, my confidence is at an all-time high. I know equity like no one else. I know how to make it practical, tangible, meaningful. I know I could turn those states around who have foolishly banned equity from uh, any of their policies. I can help districts that have policies around equity but they're spinning in circles having conversations that don't lead to any kind of improvement in student learning i can move your district from plc light to plc right because i explain plc's like no one else i simplify it it's authentic i can take all those moving parts that are swirling around you all the moving parts and make them make sense if you are interested Advancing your mission of learning for all, advancing your mission of equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. If you're a fan of ruthless equity and uh, want to move your staff or district forward with it, get at a brother now. Go to my site. Go to my page. Unfoldthesoul.com. It reminds me of, reminds me of that book I read. It's called... Uh, uh, it reminds me of of nothing nothing and I got 950,000 1,100 books behind me right now on this shelf and some of them are great but none of them are like Ruthless Equity Ruthless Equity is a book like no other explains equity like no other speaks to you like no other the coach on your shoulder the guide on your side to move you from rhetoric to results regarding your journey with equity Pick up a copy of Ruthless Equity at Amazon.com. If you are a fan, you've read it, take a minute, please. And leave a review on Amazon.com. Now, back to the podcast. All right, baby, let's get into it. This episode's got a few layers. Let's start with the title, Trying On New Clothes. It's another way of saying act as if, you know, I you know, try to title the episodes to reflect the content and also try to get, you know, potential new listeners to just do a double take and say, what does that mean? The the problem with leadership is that it's full of great sayings and cliches. Well, that's not really a problem. The problem is cliches roll off the tongue like act as if but they really come to life when you gotta do it you know Simon Sinek start with why I mean we spent a a decade talking about what's your why and it's all it's easy rolls off the tongue real easy till that why gets you get kicked in the teeth or you're at a crossroad where you get to go down one path that's The antithesis of your why but it's easier and it's attractive and people are encouraging you and then you got that why well act as if trying on new clothes is the same thing yes I'm gonna mention the damn book again I'm working on a book and I just came up with another subtitle survival mode is it setting or circumstance here's what I know about leading that school survival mode should be circumstantial right I it's, it's extra cold here in Atlanta tonight so he's outside freezing my ass off putting uh, faucet socks over the, we got two spigots outside to, you know, water the lawn and I want to insulate them to make sure they don't bust so I go out and um, I covered those two things up covered them up Because if our pipes burst, all hell's going to break loose and it's going to throw us into survival mode. When you're at school and there's some circumstance, a lockdown, you know, some accident with a kid, whatever it is, survival mode should be a circumstance. But at that school, it's a setting. It's almost a default setting. And it tests, it moves, cliches like act as if, or trying on new clothes, it's challenging. There's, there's no question about it. You know what else I was considering for this episode is your school, the low group, because we were just coming out of months. I'm saying I'm in a full first year of. I'm just taking adult behaviors, man. Just adult behaviors. I could talk about them the way teachers talk about kids who are low there's there's no question about it i could talk about my staff that first year the way teachers talk about unmotivated students i definitely had lots of pockets of it and what i'm what i'm saying is this we got to try on new clothes before we're ready for them you know what i mean We got to act as if before we're ready. Act as if means, inherent in act as if, inherent in trying on new clothes is that you're not ready. Now, in terms of leadership, manifestation, and creation, I know you're ready. But in terms of uh, conventional wisdom and conventional logic, no, we're not ready and Problem with a lot of leaders is you try to wait for folks to be ready. You gotta force feed this thing. You can come to our school the day I wrote this journal entry and come up with 47 legitimate reasons why we don't need to be bothered with no damn PLCs at this time. PL what? You better make sure stu- your stupid building standing that you know you. <laughs> You got 733 students, make sure all 733 get home that after. It's just, we had 47 reasons to not do it. And I mentioned that, you know, my fourth grade team asking for some disaggregated data. Hey, that's an extra step I'm happy to take because it's a far cry from when there was like a lack of caring and a lack of commitment. Now, we did have some turnover. There's no question about it in this second year. But it wasn't a kind of turnover. There's no such thing as a kind of turnover where everybody just comes in and everything just falls into place. You still got to lead. You've got to lead. And so I wasn't satisfied with survival mode every day. I don't know how people are wired that way. I don't know how leaders are wired that way, honestly. Um, As I'm working on this new project, one of the Driving principles, you know, one of the, one of the allies that work in our favor is I just have like public conviction. Like you have to be public with the conviction. I, you got to be public with the conviction. Now behind closed doors, we're all convicted behind closed doors. I want a six pack like Tay Diggs and I need to talk softer because the reason I don't have a six pack like Tay Diggs is because I never say it loud enough for my wife to hear because if she hears me and she's an exercise girl and a fitness girl she will have my ass uh doing yoga and sit-ups and stuff and so i'm whispering right now because i say i'm convicted but i'm not really convicted you get what i'm saying i can always turn back and turn away from it and come up with one more excuse why i didn't sit down and hit that damn peloton like i should have now one thing i was convicted about was my leadership I don't care what the circumstances at your school is. One, I know mine will rival it. But two, it doesn't matter. You still have to cast a vision about a place we are trying to go. A place that, uh, an ideal future we're working to create. And from, I will say, day three, when I arrived at the school, I was talking about the PLC process. And let me just give us a quick side note. And you know I have deep love for Dr. Rick DeFore, Becky DeFore. God rest their souls. Dr. Bob Aker. Um, you know other architects like Tom Maney and um, Anthony Muhammad, Mike Matos, Luis Cruz. You know Jeff Jones and what he's done with his company Solution Tree to move the message of PLCs forward. But I want to make clear to you, PLC is not your mission. And that's kind of a side note for you. For those of you who are, you know, PLC leaders and PLC schools, PLC is not the mission. We, we made clear what our mission was. We made clear who we were, what we were about and the school we were seeking to become. PLC is the vehicle to get us there. And so on the one hand, I'm excited that teams have developed smart goals, but I didn't treat the PLC process like it was formulaic. It was always about moving the needle. It was, our mission was to move the student achievement needle and the PLC process was a vehicle and identifying smart goals and ident- and. Uh, Essential Learning Outcomes was definitely a part of that. There's there's no question about it. But it was our mission that drove everything. PLC is the vehicle. Nobody gets out of bed for PLC. Nobody gets out of bed to do PLC. And I'm a PLC zealot like nobody else. But you got to have something you're working toward and have PLC be the vehicle. What I want leaders to try to figure out, and look, and there are no quick answers to this. There are no quick answers to this. But on just about any day during my leadership there, I could come up with reasons why we were that school and would remain that school. And some days were frustrating, and there's no doubt about it. Some days I was like, F this fucking place. Why did I say F and just say fuck? Fuck this place. Like, especially in that first year, man, the, the adult behaviors were so off the chain. I'm talking to you now, and I'm telling you it's the dynamic is no different than that teacher that walks into that class, a class that needs some redirection. And instead of working to impose her will or build community, can just as easily conclude that this is just that group, those kids that class you know how we do this it's no different in leadership it's no different except for a couple of aspects as bad as things got at times and things got bad at times there's no question about it I was never I'm just not wired to ever conclude that this is just who we are and the way we are And a piece of that is this. So I'm going to circle back to my Tay Diggs example. I can tell you I'm convicted, but you know damn well I'm not. Because I've done no sit-ups. I'm not on that Peloton regularly enough. And again... Oh shit, my wife just walked by. Again, my, my conviction wasn't public. Like, this is about as public as it's gotten. But where we were going as a school the vision i cast as a leader that was public i made that public and i put it out there stark naked no answers not sure how we're going to get there i cast one hell of a leadership vision and then we developed a shared vision and here's what happens when you do that publicly and it's compelling like it's got to be the kind of thing that gets like sidebar conversations to stop to get people to say, oh, no, hold on a second. Let me, let me, he's saying something right here. That make people lean forward. That make folks look at you like you crazy because they're not sure how the hell you're going to get there and you don't know either. But the thing about that kind of public conviction as a leader, as a visionary leader, is this. There is no turning back. There is no turning back. So One of the things I seek to do is to communicate to you that I'm not special. I'm not built differently than anybody else. Everything I talk about is universal practice. Everybody has access to it. Visionary leadership is a piece of that. The fact that I put out there what I was about, where I was going to take this school with your help, and what we're going to build together to high definition compelling picture of the school we're going to create it put my black ass out there stark naked no net no safety net no nothing so you know what that does after it scares the shit out of you it evokes what I call the curiosity of conviction there was no turning back and so because there was no turning back everything that happened at our school I saw it as a reflection on me And because I stated this publicly with conviction, there was no turning back. Then even in the midst of deep frustration and setbacks, I'm always looking through the smoke for the next milestone. Always. And again, it's not because I'm special. I wasn't great at a whole lot of things. But a part of it was As a visionary leader, I put myself out there with an audacious vision that once stated publicly, you cannot turn away from. And that is going to awaken creativity, innovation, focus, driving you like you have never felt in your life. But you don't get that by sticking seven toes in. You don't get that by peeking up under, right, the corner of the carpet to see what's happening. You don't get that through a damn uh, uh, a, a two week trial period. You don't get to try this out. You got to put it out there. Because I will say this over and over again, every human being is wired to want to be a part of something larger than themselves. And while we were catching hell on these days and it's one step forward, three steps back, I wanted every staff member in that building to envision me driving a bus and them wanting a ticket on that bus and that's why you've got to get folks to try on new clothes before they're ready you know i never worked at a like i i you know i i consult these days and you know do a more than 100 dates a year and oh my god man i've been to some beautiful schools gosh state-of-the-art just and like excess like just excess of rooms and but in my little dingy school man I like that I wrote that I had blue as our head custodian blue and the boys coming in and you know waxing that floor getting it ready because that's about all we could do we had these you know off-white half dingy ass you know cinder block walls we didn't we didn't have a fancy setup I just found a room that yeah you know, ordered a, a brand new conference table and some new chairs and wanted Blue and the boys to, to wax that floor so you could see yourself in it, so when they walked in there they felt like they were somewhere else and that's a piece of it inside that school where at times all hell's breaking loose we're still one of the poorest performing schools in the district, if not still the poorest performing school and yet we've got to act like a high performing school We've got to act like we are the difference, like we are the ones that matter most, that the greatest leveraging arm for student improvement is inside the building, the adults. And so we had to try on some new clothes. And I'm telling you, the eyes of my step, they they lit up when they walk in that room, man. You just feel a little extra professional, baby. And that's what acting as if that's what trying on new clothes is about. And it takes a visionary leader to do it. But you got to force that hand because our systems do not not till the fertile soil from which visionary leaders grow. If anything, our systems destroy visionary leaders and visionary leadership. And principles oftentimes are left managing survival mode. I want you to be better. You can be better. The power is right there. There's no question about it. Share this podcast with someone. Listen to it with someone. Discuss it with someone. Reach out to me if you need some counsel, advice, or an ear. I'm going to encourage you to start with the crown, not with the kid. And I'm going to end with a quote that I made every one of my students memorize. And I say over and over again, often at the end of my professional learning sessions, and that is... There is no chance, no destiny, no fate that will circumvent, hinder, or control the firm resolve of a determined soul. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Ruthless Equity School Leadership Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit ruthlessequity.com.